Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Mike Capuzzi. Mike is a publisher, author, and book publishing coach, and has been helping clients create exceptional marketing results since 1998. He's the author of 15 books, including two Amazon number one bestsellers, the 100-page book, and The Magic of Short Books. If you've ever wanted to write a nonfiction book but weren't sure how to do it, you're going to love what Mike has to share today. Thanks so much for being here today, Mike. Diana, I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. I am thrilled to have you here. I um, am so looking forward to learning everything you have to share with us just selfishly as someone who uh, does some writing and feels like I should be doing more. So um, that this will be beneficial to everyone who pays attention. Um, And and I I have to start by asking you, what is a shuck (laughs) and who should write one? Um, All right. So... One step back, if it's okay. I've been in the marketing game since 1994 uh, for a number of years in corporate marketing, and then 1998 started my own company. So I'm a marketer, sales guy by heart. Um, have worked with a lot of you know a lot of clients over the years. And Diane, as you well know, it is critical for any type of business owner, entrepreneur, corporate leader to figure out ways to differentiate his or her business. So a shook is my brand of short, helpful books. So a shook is basically an acronym of short, helpful books. And much like there's a McDonald's and a uh, uh, McDonald's and uh, Burger King, and they both make hamburgers. One has a Whopper, one has the Big Mac. There's a lot of people that help others publish, you know, nonfiction business books. And I really wanted to be able to differentiate what we do for our clients. So. We only produce short books that take about an hour to read. So they're real books. They're more than a brochure. Uh, they look like a real book when you're, you're holding one. But they're specifically designed to be read in about one to two hours. And they're much easier, much faster to write for the author. So that's what a shook is. Okay. So short. How short is short? So Typically, on average, about 100 pages, okay. 100 to 120 pages. So our word count is somewhere between 10 to 15,000 words in a book. That's about roughly 100, 120 pages. And just for by comparison, Diane, a traditional, let's say, 250, 300-page business book is you know 75 to 100,000 words. So again, we're being very intentional here. I mean, not only are people's attention spans shorter and shorter, I know even myself, as I get older, I find it harder and harder to complete any books that I start because they just ramble on and on and on and they kind of go all over the place. And you know, we have found that for the kind of books that we're publishing, consumers really like that short, pithy content. Now, it's not to say that 
I'm not poo-pooing traditional business books and regular books. I love them. But for a lot of, and you asked me like who should do it, a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of corporate leaders, uh, you know, uh, a shook, a short, helpful book is ideal. And the last thing I'll say real quick on that, Diane, is I will encourage a lot of our clients, rather than write one 300-page book, write three 100-page books because it makes it a lot easier for people to pick and choose what they want to read. It allows you a lot of different marketing opportunities, and uh, it's a very powerful strategy. I love this whole concept because I'm really a succinct thinker. Mm-hmm. So y- y- what I find oftentimes when I buy a business book is that they just repeat themselves over yeah. and over again, right? And I feel it's like crazy. it's they're just trying to fill that word. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Real quick, I just, and I, I never return books. Like I have a huge library. I was so irked by a book I bought by a very well-known individual. It's still, it's a bestseller. And it was, I couldn't even get through it. It was, Ooh. it was, it was, I was so annoyed with it. I returned it um, on Amazon because it was just, I thought it was really just, Way too bloated. It's ridiculous. I I just I wonder is, is there a is there a philosophy that repeating is a good idea because it like drips it into your yeah. brain. I mean, listen. There, it, repetition is helpful depending on what your book is focused on. If you're trying to teach something, but repetition doesn't mean you have to say it twenty times. Yeah. I think more. I think really what it comes down to two things, Diane. One is the publisher. Typically, if you're going to like a more traditional publisher, they want the book to look like a book. And you know, it'll look like a book. It's got to have, you know, an inch, inch and a half spine. It's got to have some weight behind it. Mm-hmm. That's one reason. So they have to fill pages. The other reason is, uh, and I'll, I'm going to share a, a quote from 1657. So several hundred years old, Diane. It's one of my favorite quotes from French author Blaise Pascal. And he said back in 1657, he says, I've made this letter longer than usual only because I've had not the time to make it shorter. And what he meant by that is it's not easy to be concise and succinct. It takes thought. It takes, you know, intentional thinking. How do I take a a hundred word bloated, you know, paragraph and condense it down into 50 words that are short and powerful. So I think a lot of times it's just laziness. Yeah, that could very well be. And I love this idea of, a short, helpful book. Cause I think part of the reason, like the biggest part or the biggest reason why people buy business books is because they want to learn something that they can implement. So yes. keeping it in that mind frame, you know, a- allows the author, I guess, I- I'd be curious to see what you think to be able to write it in a way that is educational. So someone's going to be able to take it and try it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I don't want people to think, oh, because it's a short book, it's going to be like a brochure or, or a yeah. white paper or something like that. And that's why we actually use the the uh, uh, H and shook to represent helpful, because we want these to be helpful. We want our, our mantra when it's looking at the reader and, 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 and addressing the reader, it's about serving the reader. That reader is looking for information. He or she is looking to learn something. Maybe it's, uh, they're, 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 you know, whatever it could be, whatever the topic is on. So they are looking at that book for some sort of help. And it's imperative that we deliver it. We just happen to deliver it in a tighter, shorter, succinct message. And also, Diane, it's really just meant to be a conversation starter. So our shooks are really just conversation starters. 
And then we have a sort of a formula that we use inside the Shook to allow readers to get more information, connect with the author, which is a lot different than a lot of you know typical business books. Boy, no kidding. That's interesting. Okay. So I am imagining that there's a lot of people listening who have never considered authoring a, a book or a shook or anything. Um, they potentially have heard people say, oh, yeah, you know, there's a book in there. You should write a book or whatever. But so will you share like the top reasons why you think a business owner should consider being a published shook author? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, I kind of alluded to one early on, which is it's a differentiation point. I mean, while Amazon and technology has made publishing books a heck of a lot easier than just a decade ago, it's still a fact that most people, most business owners, most entrepreneurs, most CEOs are not writing books. So right off the bat, it can differentiate yourself. It's still a fact that most people treat book authors with a higher level of respect. So I'm sure you've been to events or you've seen on TV, you know, someone's a book author, everybody wants the book, you know, if they're at an event, they want to sign copy. So, you know, there's, there's that level of authority and respect. Um, and then at, and from a marketing standpoint, it's, it also allows you to really market and uh, get a message out there that's different than your competition. Whereas most business owners are marketing like every other business owner in their niche, um, being a book author, you can market the book. Again, you probably have seen this on TV. There's still books being advertised on TV and Facebook. Uh, it just allows a, a different marketing strategy, which in my my mind is a lot more sophisticated and, and really taps into a you know a different type of audience. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and it gives people an opportunity to really see that you know what you're talking about, that you have the expertise, that you know. Um, it's a good place to continue to find information or you are a good resource for information. Mm -hmm. Yes. Can business owners make money with a shook or, you know, are you going to, yeah, that's there a, a way. <laughs> great question. I actually, a matter of fact, I'm going to, I wrote a book called the magic of free books, which I'm going to allow your listeners to get a free copy of uh, at the end here. But we, our strategy, Diane, is to design and create these books not to be sold per se. Now, a number of our authors are on Amazon, not all of them. Some of them are just local business owners, so they don't need to be on Amazon. But it's not about the traditional model of selling a book and making a buck when you sell the book. Again, if you use these as conversation starters that eventually lead a certain percentage of the readers to your business. The money's all made on the back end with whatever products or services you're offering. So I you know, always try to shift that focus. It's not about making one, two, maybe $5 if you're lucky every time you sell a book. You can do that. The smarter strategy is getting it out there in all the right places where your target reader um, is, is at so that he or she can you know, find it and hopefully you know, read it and then hopefully even further create a relationship with you. So the money is all made on the back end, Diane. Yeah. Thank you for that. I, I totally get that. And um, I know I've had conversations with people where they've asked me, cause I've written a couple of books and they've, they're probably shooks and they've asked me and I've said, you know, it, it, you're not going to make money selling the books that no. they're a, they're a, they're a um, marketing vehicle, as you say, 
So consider it that way. It, it yes. opens doors and increases your credibility and authority scores. Yes. Yeah. Somebody isn't showing up when they're supposed to? Talk to Bambi. Unsure how to deal with remote workers changing locations? Talk to Bambi. Getting complaints from employees about each other? You know what? You better talk to Bambi. With Bambi, you get access to your own dedicated HR manager. These HR managers are all U.S.-based and are dedicated to your business. So you have consistent access to the HR expertise and personal touch you need. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices, like setting policies, training, and feedback. Bambi helps small business owners protect their business and gain HR peace of mind. HR issues are more complex than ever. Let Bambi help you with yours and with those employment nuisances across all 50 states. HR managers can easily cost 80 grand a year, but Bambi starts at only $99 a month. So what are you waiting for? Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now and type in AYBG under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Spelled BAMBEE.com, Bambi.com, and type in AYBG. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. So what, tell us more about this reader pathways. Hmm. What, what is that all about? And, and why does that matter? I feel like that is significant to Shooks. It is, it's a, you know, it's a, a, com- a vital component of this the, the recipe, the shook recipe that I've developed. So again, I mentioned earlier on, I'm a marketing guy. Well, specifically, I, I am a direct response marketing guy. So it's a type of marketing where basically everything you're doing in your marketing and advertising is about eliciting some sort of response. Go here, call me, download this, visit us, whatever it might be. You're always 
putting a, a, a good reason why the person um, you know, receiving the communication should respond and should respond fairly quickly. So most book authors, nonfiction book authors that are business oriented, I think make the mistake of, they make two big mistakes. One, they hide behind the fact that they're the book author. So, you know, they don't uh, allow readers who want more from them to get more from them or even contact them for that matter. Now it's changed a bit. Now you'll see book authors have Facebook groups and all that stuff. Social media has made it easier. So the first mistake is not hiding and being this author up in some ivory tower. The second thing is, you know, again, there's always going to be, hopefully, a certain percentage of readers who are going to want more from you. Typically, it's a, you know, a smaller percentage. It's not the majority, typically. But if you don't give those readers a pathway to get more from you and make it very specific and very straightforward and very simple, then chances are they're going to get it from somebody else. Uh, or just leave sort of frustrated. So these pathways, Diane, we have two very specific pathways. One we call the active pathway. And the active one is where you, you know, the reader who absolutely gets what you're you're talking about and, and wants more from you. So, like in my case, for my shooks, I always am looking for people to publish books with us. So that my active call to action is schedule, you know, a Zoom with me, a phone call with me, so we can talk about it and see if it's a good fit. So that's my active pathway. Not everybody wants to get on the phone with Mike or do a Zoom with Mike. They're not ready for it yet. So we offer what we call the passive, which is a way for them to get more information from us, you know, in, in, in the, uh, uh, as far as like an opt-in and, you know, getting a download from uh, more content. Mm-hmm. And that allows us to now put them in our, you know, uh, CRM system and follow up with them over time. And, you know, maybe encourage that relationship to evolve. Not everybody is ready to respond right then and there. It takes multiple touch points. So having an active for the person who wants it now and a passive, the person who will want it in the future, is a very smart strategy, in my opinion. And and is that somewhere in the book? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we are, when I write my own shooks, and even with our own clients, we're we're not... Uh, apologetic about making specific offers. Again, it's not over the top. There's a a, a balance between kind of like you know slamming someone over the head, like you know go here, go here, go here type of thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, typically you know our very first and last page of our shooks have your um, passive call to action. We actually develop an, an entire chapter typically for the active call to action. So yeah, it, it's again very strategic. I come from an Italian background. My grandmother used to, you know, was a wonderful cook. She had these little recipe cards, and I actually created a little recipe card for Shooks, Diane. So it really does follow a recipe um, of ingredients and how we put it all together to make something special. That is so great. I love that. I don't want you to give it away because I want people to reach out to you about this. Yeah, and we do. I I do give it away, by the way. In in two of my, you know, the 100-page book and the Magic of Short Books, I give it away. We've had had many people come up to us way later and their shook is already done. I didn't, I never knew who they were until they like mailed me a copy of their shook and they're like, oh, I'm so thankful for this. So (laughs) I think it's very cool to be able to share and help people. Some will work with us, some won't, but that's okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I think that is one of the lessons of all of this too, right? That that you're, you're really, one of the reasons that you do it is 
to be able to, A, just help people, but B, be able to connect with the people who do want you to help them. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Wouldn't we all love it if we had 100% conversion and whatever our marketing offer was? Um, Not very, not not very realistic, but, and it's, again, it's very cool. I'm fine with it. And uh, those who are meant to work with us, work with us. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned before about even local business owners. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm curious if you could like describe a powerful way that a local business owner can leverage a shook to grow his or her business. Yeah. Well, I, I believe local business owners, which make up about two-thirds of our clients. So about two-thirds wow. of our clients are doctors, chiropractors, dentists, um, you know. They have retailers, they have a local bricks and mortar business typically. I really believe they have a very unique advantage over the online marketer, business owner, or even you know the corporate uh, CEO in that they have a local presence. So I always say like these types of business owners and authors want to be what I call five mile famous. They only want to be the you know the most well-known dentist. In his or her town, uh, they're, they're not worried about being, you know, uh, famous in California when they're living in Ohio, for example. Right. So they have a very cool, oftentimes overlooked strategy, which is getting your book out in the community. So I'll, I'll tell, I'll share a story, Diane. Actually, it's just one state over in into Michigan, where one of our uh, clients who was a dentist, he was a type of dentist that was very, un- you know, unique. He didn't use mercury or fluoride um, type of dentistry called biological dentistry, where they don't use mercury and fluoride uh, mm. for, for certain reasons. Anyway, he wrote a shook on that um, called are your teeth toxic because mercury and fluoride are toxic, believe it or not. But um, so his target audience are very health oriented people, people who are you know interested in this type of thing, who are, you know, want to have optimal health. So he wrote a shook. He's a dentist. And what was so cool, Diane, is in the first month, he, he went out and he created this like strategic partner network. I encouraged him to do this. And he was a smart marketer. Unfortunately, he's already, he's passed. So he's oh. no longer with us. But um, he went out to yoga studios, health food stores, chiropractors offices, people that he knew in his community, and simply asked them if he could display copies of his shook and a little display in their office for people to take. And within the first month of doing that, he three page well three people came into his practice and became patients. With, you know, ultimately worth thousands of dollars to him. So that idea of thinking about who your ideal reader is, where are they located? How can you leverage other people's customers and create a relationship whereby you can offer your book in their office in their store um, is a is a really smart strategy for the local business owner. Boy, I love that example. Yeah. It really, wow. I, I just think that is incredible. What a great idea. Mm-hmm. Now, can that same strategy, it feels to me like that same strategy could be used for someone who wants to have a, a broader reach. It's just they would have to have, I mean, could they or no? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. It, it, it's, it's your typical, you know, uh, joint venture affiliate opportunity if you're an online business owner where you get people to promote your book for you online. Um, 
another way to kind of leverage other people's customers is, is at events, right? So if you're a keynote speaker or you're speaking at an event, you can somehow look at ways of getting your book out to all the audience members. Maybe it's in a bag, maybe it's on their seat. If you're doing a keynote, maybe the organization buys copies for everybody. Maybe it's in a you know exhibit booth. So yeah, this this it's called OPC, other people's customers, other people's clients. You know, mm-hmm. thinking about how can I leverage OPC. Uh, you know, not only just for books, for a lot of different things you do in your marketing, but um, yeah, if, if there's a, if there's alignment, there has to be alignment, of course, right. there has to be, your book is right for this audience. And yeah, um, it can definitely be used online and offline. Yeah, that is so interesting. You just gave me an idea. That's so great. Good. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So, um uh, I just, th- this is sort of blowing my mind, but uh, <laughs> you're too nice, <laughs> which I love. Uh, so, Mike, if there's one thing you want the listeners to take away from this interview, what would it be? You know, I think a lot of people who probably ought to be a book author, whether it's a shook or just a traditional book, I think have a lot of stuff in their inside their brain thinking, you know, like I'm not smart enough. I'm not a good enough writer. I can never do this. Who's going to read my stuff. And I just think that's inaccurate thinking, Diane. I believe and the way I always try to encourage people. If you're again, we're talking typically business owners, corporate executives, et cetera. If you help people, which most business owners do, most entrepreneurs do, most corporate leaders do, if you're helping people, then you're you're already at the five yard line, if you will, using a football metaphor, and it's just a matter of you know knowing how to do it and how to put it together and who you should work with, et cetera. So, I would say the big takeaway, Diane, is if you help people in your business, then you should and could be a book or shook author. Yeah, I think that's great. I really do. And I completely agree with you. And and I love this whole idea of short helpful. It's it's just because it's so focused and targeted. And these people are helping people anyway, so they know how they're helping them. Yep. They know what they want them to learn. It's just, you know, getting it in a book. So, Mike, I'm so grateful that you spent this time with us. And, and you um, mentioned earlier about um, this books and giving them to the listeners. Mm-hmm. So will you share that and how people can get a hold of you when they decide they want to go down this road? Yeah. Well, thank you for that, Diane. Um, so yes, I, I have a three shook package. It's the magic of short books, the magic of free books and the magic of shooks. So I'm not very creative apparently with my book titles, <laughs> but, um, but I did create what I call my shook magic kit. Diane, which is the ability for your listeners to read all three of those online. They can read them on their phone, on the iPad, on their computer. Um, so if they go to mikecapuzzi.com forward slash magic, you'll be able to uh, get those three shooks uh, immediately. You just let me know that you heard me on Diane's podcast. Um, so that's, that's that gift. And then our publishing site, Diane, is bite-sized with a D, bitesizedbooks.com. And, you know, we're very transparent. Our publishing program is right on our website. Um, you know, if somebody wants more information, they can just schedule a call with me personally, and uh, we can talk about your Shook idea. 
Excellent. Boy, I just, I love that. Thank you so much for offering that to the listeners. I'll make sure that it is in the show notes, all that information, uh, bite-sized books as well. And again, thank you. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Hi, I'm Christina Yerling Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential. Join me as I go way behind the scenes with some of the most influential people in entertainment and media. Hear actors such as Succession's Brian Cox talk about his favorite characters to play. There always has to be a mystery. The audience have to be in a situation where they want to know what's going on. Meet studio execs like Pixar chief Pete Docter and learn his secret on how he makes us cry. Emotion is our first language. And so many others who are defining popular culture, from Obama speechwriter David Litt to Top Chef host Padma Lakshmi. We don't often think about food politically or we don't want to, but it really is. Join me. Search for Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.